Welcome to the Layman Shamans. This week I will not be joined by my usual co-host Ollie. He's actually stepped down from his regular role. He's played a vital part in the process of making this idea a reality. I'm sure his intellectual input and cool mannerisms will be missed. I'd like to take this opportunity to thank him for the time and effort he's put into the project. Now I'm more aware of the direction I want to head with it, I've got the energy to take this project to the next level. So this week instead, I'm joined with another comrade who has come to dabble in the realms of conscious conversation. I'd like to introduce my dear friend, Alessandro Tribonacci de Da Vinci. That's right. <laughs> that's what we might need to start with. <laughs> what, what's your full Italian name? It's, it's, it's gorgeous, what is it? Alessandro Michele Notariani. Or, I know you're Sandro Notariani. Notariani. No, uh, see, I even messed that up. Colonel Sanders, mate. <laughs> the Sanders. So, yeah, how have you been, man? It's been a, been a long time. How have you been? Yeah, it's been a while since we've properly uh, you know, caught up and had a chat. Yeah, mate. So, um, what's new with you, man? What have you been up to recently? What's happened? Uh, recently, not a lot. Working, like everybody else, I suppose. Um, you know, trying to spend time with family, girlfriend, things like that. You know, just... Uh, yeah, being everyday Joe, I suppose. Yeah, man. So you're still at the Harvester, man. That's where we met, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Met at the Harvester a few years ago now. Um, yeah, you don't need to tell me about that, mate. I know oh, that's right. Yeah. 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 It's a bit of a bit of a life experience for both of us, I think. Yeah, mate. We had some good times, though. We we did have some laughs. Yeah, mate. No, I've got fond fond memories of that place. Yeah. Yeah, I've got to go back at some point. Check out the new menu. Yeah. Say hello to everybody. Yeah. yeah. You're still, you're, still, you're still well known up there, man, so I wouldn't, uh, we have, we've not forgotten about you. Yeah, oh, not, 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 not the same for me since you left, and you know. Just... That's a nice thought, man. Like, uh, I'm g- glad to be uh, missed for, for a good good reason. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we're still, every now and again, me and, me and the boys still have a chat. You know, like the old team, this and the other, you know. Well, um, yeah, I've, I've not been up for much recently. One thing that does stick out, we went up to the. Um, Intoxication season, yep. Q, uh, Kew Gardens, Royal Botanical Garden, which um, kind of surprised us because we didn't expect to see that kind of a theme thing going on. Um, yeah, we see some free talks about some mushrooms and all different stuff about you know magic mushrooms and that that kind of thing. Yeah, more on a psychedelic level, there's. Yeah, yeah, but no, it was. Um, I think it was a micro. <clears throat> definitely knew his stuff he was um, their specialist I think the, the Kew Garden specialist um, yeah. his name was Bryn uh, something yeah he went to some good stuff that was a nice little trippy walk around in the park because um, Magic Mushrooms are actually in season as well and uh, well I, I didn't know that quite a lot of them that have come to our country have actually come on the wood bark and the chips that uh, they put into you know kiddies parks and schools and places like that so just walking around the grounds, having a little look around, we see some wood chips that have obviously been imported wood chips. Yeah. And all around there was all these little caps that were growing out of them. That obviously, I didn't, I couldn't identify him straight off just by listening to this guy's yeah. talk. But I was looking, and because he said about the wood chips, I was like, well, now, because <laughs> spores can be imported. Yep. Imported. Yep. Yeah. So you know, we did a little walk around the park, and we went up to the um, like treetop canopy the walk up there which we admittedly I got the got the willies a little bit 
went with my mate Charlie. He, well, we were both not afraid of heights. We were like, yeah, yeah, let's go up there. Let's, you know. When you get of, when you get there, yeah, you're more we get about, up you know, ten flights of steps. So I'm like, yeah. whoa, we can see through it. And there's all these like, you know, two, three-year-olds running around, not not scared of anything. Yeah, I'm sort of clinging onto the side of the barrier, like, <laughs> oh, yeah, man, it was a good, good little day out. And uh, stopped by this um, little pop-up bar. It's called the Gin Garden. This guy who seemed to know his, know his stuff was talking about um, DMT and this in, inhibitor and yeah. a certain spirit that, well, when you eat a plant, say uh, an acacia leaf or something like that, that contains DMT, there's a certain inhibitor in your stomach where it breaks it down. It doesn't, you won't be able to ingest the psychoactive effects. Yeah. But there was this certain spirit that he had that he was talking about um, that actually glowed under a UV light when he was shining it. And he was talking about how actually if you could drink you could drink it and then eat some of this leaf and it would actually activate within your stomach and it would actually enable you to have a like a chemical reaction yeah. sort of thing like the the same chemical process that's happening in ayahuasca the you know DMT but you know that makes you uh, throw up and stuff like that as well but yeah more, more of the um, less less liked effects yeah well yeah yeah he was quite informative so he definitely knew his stuff and he, he made us a little drink that was like a a warm whiskey, ginger tea with mushrooms in it, with wild mushrooms in it. Yeah, I saw I saw the photo of it. Yeah, a little uh, yeah. warmer, I think it's called. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but that was quite good. Like nice little. It was a good day out actually. Good day out. Yeah, well, it's the little things like that that can, you know, with everybody that works and you know does the same thing day in day out. Get up, go to work, come back, go to sleep. Yeah, yeah, something like that can sort of break break that cycle. Yeah, as in you know, you still can get time to go out and enjoy yourself. It's not, it's not so bleak. In a in a sense, yeah, man. Can't live like can't live your life at work because then you're not really living, are you? Exactly, man. Like I've just had took a week off my annual leave, so needed. Yeah, just kick back. Got some a lot of things done. I mean, I had quite an empowering couple of weeks actually. I'm not sure if I'm getting some of a latent gene from my mum or whether I'm just spending living with my partner Amy picked up some of her habits but I'm starting to get a bit OCD with my cleaning my yep. organisation so I'm like the other day I, I sprinkled in my loft <laughs> like I completely sorted out a pile of paperwork that genuinely could be up to my waist like it backdated yeah. for like six years or something like that I've sorted all the way through that it's all yeah. organised I think I think that could be a natural process of getting older because with me still living at home and things like that a my my room is respectfully what you expect a person of my age's room to look like, you know. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's messy, sometimes it's clean. Never stays very clean for long, but now as I'm getting older and, you know, being in a relationship and, like you said, picking up things from the people you spend a lot of time with, I think I'm starting to move in that sort of direction as well. It's like, if I look over and I see my oh, my my desk's dirty or it's dusty or whatever, I'll be like, oh, I can't have that, you know. I mean, obviously, it's not every time I see it. I'll be like, right, I've got to clean that right now. But yeah, eventually, it gets on my nerves. It annoys me when it's not efficient. When, it's, when I go to find something, I was like, oh, it was there somewhere. But if yeah. it was more organised, I'd be able to go straight to it. Yeah, so you're not sort of, it's not frustrating, you know. Like when you leave something, you think you left it, you go back to it, and it's not there. But yeah, you're more of an organisation sort of thing, isn't it? You ain't. Being more organised, keeping things neat, so you know exactly where it is. So any time you can just go to it, and it's there straight away. Yeah. So, um, been keeping it up to date with any current affairs or anything like that. I mean, 
usually my head's in the sand when it comes to news and stuff like that, but a couple of things have actually reached my uh, reached my ears via a couple of memes, so anything picks your interest? Um, yeah, not, not particularly. I mean, there's always, there's always things happening. And, um, yeah, I'm not really much of a big news watcher myself. You know, I'll read the papers, but nothing particularly is striking me hard, or nothing that I've seen anyway. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there probably are problems I don't know about, but I've just not seen them. Do you hear anything about the um, Ebola virus that everyone's uh, tweeting on about? Now that I have seen quite a bit of, um, you know, it's just sort of hit America now and everyone's sort of started to take notice of it and panic a little bit. Yeah, definitely. It's on the on the forefront of the news and stuff now because it's kind of a, a reality. I mean, it's been going on in Africa for a good few months now and there's been a lot of stories about that. But um, now there's an actual victim, like a named victim. Yeah. I think that there's... There's going to be things out in the wide world that we don't know about, uh, you know, viruses, you know, bacteria, all these, all these little things that that go on. But until it hits mainstream media, like you said, it's been in Africa for a few months now. It's only lately that it's proper, properly sort of blown up into the news. I think as soon as something that could be conceived as a threat or something like that, as soon as that hits mainstream media, it goes viral instantly. Yeah, now all of a and sudden it's on... It's on the news, it's in papers, all things like that. And, you know, a person's already died from it, as it is. Now that is going to send a lot of sort of panic and a lot of people, you know, being paranoid. Oh, oh you know, who knows what could happen. Yeah, like, and people calculating the spread and how long it could take. There yeah. was an outbreak and yeah. all these kind of things. What to but... look for, you know, all yeah. things like that. If people could be, you know, carriers or things like that. yeah. But it, it reeks to me of the the whole swine flu and that kind of the uh, you know avian influenza scare yeah. like a few years ago. It's like something that could happen, but there's only a few people that like like, like the mad cow disease that spreaded that spread to all the all the farms in the UK yeah. and you know there was livestock being put down and it was spreading like wildfire. Now, like when do, when do you even hear that word you know spoken? Yeah. So I think it will be sort of. You know, like thing, like things that we've sort of come across in the past that have hit the hit the news big and then dissipated after a, a certain period of time. Like it could be the same thing with this, but now a person's actually died from it in America. That is going to spread like wildfire. That that yeah, story it's made it real, isn't it? Yeah, it's made it like here now. You know, this does happen, sort of thing, and it can happen to anyone. But once it hits mainstream media and it goes viral, you know, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube all this in the news, you know what I mean? It um it really does open a lot of people's eyes and whereas a lot more people are aware of it, it's gonna to come to um you know, putting a lot of fear into people. Did you see anything else about the um celebrity nude leaks? Now that that's another story that has been spread around and, yeah. you know, all over Facebook so Probably everyone can see there. it and all these little things like that. I think because I think the first major one was the iCloud leak. Yeah, so that was an Apple. That was massive. An Apple security question. Yeah. yeah, there's been a lot of nude celebrity leaked pictures across the internet, and you know, a lot's come up in the news lately. And oh, this and the other people are <clears throat> setting up these fake things to, you know, sort of pirate 
personal images from people's personal lives that has nothing to do with anyone else. Yeah, but you know these celebrities have been targeted because they're attractive, popular. Yeah, and ladies. they know that they can put it around and they can get hundreds of thousands of people to look at it and. You know, some do it for money, some do it just for a bit of a kick, do you know what I mean? But at the end of the day, there is a lot of talk these days about privacy and, you know, what should be kept between people and all these leaking of images and inappropriate things, you know, that go and put in people's personal lives and then when it gets spread out into the public, that's it, everyone knows. Yeah, and it highlights it, doesn't it? It highlights how insecure they really are, like yeah. these big... Big corporations aren't actually, you know, fulfilling their their end of the deal. They're saying, yeah, you can access your data anywhere, secure this, secure that, and really, yeah. there's too many people about that know too many different things. Yeah, holes about yeah. technology. Yeah. They poke holes in, get into your personal information, all these things like that. And to be fair, and on another point of view, that that inappropriate picture or something, you never know. It could be photoshopped. It could be anything. It could never yeah. genuinely be real. But, you know, people can do some sort of things in, like, a sort of way to reverse it is for them to be more popular among yeah, people. Yeah, exactly, yeah, and to be like, oh, that among the celeb leaks, there's some fake ones, but because, like, quite a lot of them are genuine, they'll go under. Yeah, yeah no one's going to no one's gonna even second thought, are they? Exactly. But, yeah, there's a lot of that going but on. But they can do it to gain more popularity, to be, like, to get people talking about them. Oh, well, did you see this? Did you see this by her or him or whatever? Yeah, but... You haven't got to look far. Like, I mean, you go on Rihanna's Tumblr or her Instagram or whatever, and there's just pictures of her pretty much naked doing hardcore drugs. They're, no one talks about them because they're on her Instagram. But when it's yeah. getting leaks, it's like, oh, have you seen the, you know, have you seen these ones? Or... Yeah, I mean, when it's posted up sort of a free will, so to speak, you know, like your Instagram, your Facebook, that's all done through your own personal yeah, it's her choice, cho- to, choice to, put, to put that on there. So... When people put it on there purposely, you know, whether to document something or whatever, it's not really spoken about because they've obviously given, well, they've obviously consented to putting it up there in the first place. But when something like, something like these nude celebrity pictures are leaked, it's sort of like a massive, I don't know how to describe it, something like a massive surge of people just like, whoa, did you hear about this? And yeah, they get behind it. They're yeah. instantly on the computers, they're behind it, they're pushing it, this, that and the other, it's being distributed. Then it's like a... Like craze sort of thing. It's like you know, yeah, bit of excitement, so to speak. Oh, look, you know, she was naked, or this, that, and the other. And it's much more. It's it's much more of a bigger story. Yeah, like because individual people can spread it to other people. Exactly. Yeah. Where things are consentedly posted, everyone can already see it anyway. Exactly. Yeah. Well, then there's a, there's less of that controversy, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, something else has happened in the same sort of light with um, leaking photos. The uh, Snapchat thing has came up recently about, I heard there was meant to be a scheduled release of sensitive photos that people have been sharing on there. Um, and I heard a, a public statement from Snapchat, their press release, and they were saying that it's actually a, a clone app that's been put out there on the market that's it's called Snapchat, does everything Snapchat does, yeah. interacts with Snapchat usernames. It was actually, the pure purpose of it was to farm Photos that people are sh- uh, sending to each other, so yeah, they've been mani- manipulated in it. That what they're saying is supposedly or allegedly <laughs> that it's not to do with theirs, and it's not a security leak on their 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 part. It's actually people's downloading a wrong app off the market. But but then again, it's 
you know that that is very possible that's very doable and but with big corporations how can you really you know trust them just what they say yeah exactly you, you don't know do you know what i mean anyone could be doing anything behind closed doors you don't know what goes on if you're if you're downloading like snapchat and you're taking pictures and you're sending pictures not not necessarily have to be inappropriate but yeah just in general sending pictures you're basically consenting your trust to that company yeah to not share any of those photos, information, whatever. To be the middleman. To be the middleman, literally sort of pass it over. Yeah, but to not break the messenger seal. To not yeah. break that wax seal and just leave it for the other person. To... Yeah. But then when you send Snapchats, you're consenting to trusting that company, basically. Yeah, and I mean, I think quite a lot of people are either ignorant or they're just a bit naive to think that sending stuff, like even on email or whatever, yeah. is going to be secure. Because anywhere along the line... It could get intercepted, and it would still reach the sender, but it's also been cloned, yeah, being, being leaked out, yeah. But you know, so it's a big thing, and like you said, the the whole privacy thing is a uh, hot on the agenda right now. You know, there's a yep. lot of there's a lot of uh, scrutiny about internet privacy and private emails being sent from one person to another. You know, how do we know that you know someone could be looking at that, knowing all this information and things like that? Yeah, so. On the internet, you do have to be very, very careful because I think everyone is susceptible to maybe an email or a photo yeah. getting linked. But then, on that same level, that's pretty much inevitable. I mean, it's going to happen. It might not happen to you, it might not happen to me, but it's it's happening to people. Yeah. But then if you choose to use things like email and Snapchat for you know your own personal inappropriate reasons, <laughs> then then again, if that was to happen, should you really be that surprised because if you're going to put yourself out there like that sending pictures and images to someone you know or don't know yeah how do you know what they're doing with that exactly i think people's personal lives should be kept in their own personal lives and not you know branded and marauded over the internet for uh, everyone to see so um yeah what 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 else i've just just sprung into my mind about um some current occurrences. Have you seen? Do you use iTunes at all? You got a iPhone? Yeah, or? I have. So, iPhone. what happened when when you woke up and realised that the U two album was on your library without your consent or choosing? Oh, U two, like U two. They're, they're basically yeah. forcing their music onto everyone who's got an iPhone, iPad, and it just sort of syncs with your library as if it's as yep. if you added yeah, it to it your automatically. Library. It is like you'd purchased it. Yeah, it sort of harks back to the days of um, Windows. This guy. Can't can't I think it's Ed but Ed no uh, can't remember. There's a really weird song that was on there to sort of show you. Oh, this is Media Player. This is an example of a song that you might have in your library. Yeah, but, it would put a standard track on there just to basically show you what yeah what the computer does. But why are people get like I could underst- understand if it was one song. Like there's a Jason Derulo track that's also come down. I think. Yep. I could understand if it was one track, but. The U2 have put their entire album on there. I don't really understand why. I did I did ever think about it because I did notice it just by accident. I mean, yeah. I was just scrolling through the music one day. I was like, hang on, I don't even listen to U2. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? How's that got there? And yeah, I, I did look into it and it had been just put on to everybody's iPhone. Everyone yeah. I know with an iPhone has that album. And I do think it's, you know, I don't know if it can be perceived as wrong, but it, you know, how do they just put an album 
onto everybody's iPhones just for, just because they can. Because they can, yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't. Is it? Can you choose to delete it? Can you get rid of it? You can do, but then a lot it's your a lot of your music is synced to the cloud. Yeah. And things like that. So you can delete it. It will go off your phone, but it will always be there. You can scroll down to it, yeah. click it, and then re-download it. Yeah. So you might have deleted it sort of, you know, metaphorically speaking, but physically it will still be there on your phone. Yeah. It, you, you just may not be able to play it because you deleted it, but you can always, it will still be visibly seen, you know, see it on your phone. Yeah. But then it, that, uh, you know, did the band have something to do with that? Is this sort of a... You know, is, are they not? Are they not selling enough? They're not making any good albums. You know, things like that. It could be sort of a stunt. You know, they could be. I, you two, and Apple could have been in tune with this situation because there's no way Apple could have put their album out there without their consent. No, yeah, exactly. I, I, it's definitely a record label deal. I mean, I'm just speculating, but um, I think they could be trying to accept the fact that music has got to this level now. Um, I mean, I, I've grown up with this whole culture um changing with the download yeah you know download culture and it's sort of taken away from the musicians quite a lot of the profit but also the bands that are willing to evolve with it and go with the flow like give albums away for free yeah are going to be the ones that will benefit at the end of the day and i think maybe you two even though they are like you know dinosaurs they are accepting that we're in a modern society well, know, and this new, kind of thing. Generation. So if they want people to hear the music and they can get it to, you know, I don't know, 10 million people, if they've got 10 million libraries, it's going to be a good thing. It's like giving a demo tape, but it's the 15th or 20th, you know, how many out Yeah, you, you, you can send a demo tape over in an email now. Yeah. That's, 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 the technolo- that's the technology that we've come to. And I think if everybody changes with the times, not necessarily absolutely everyone, yeah. but for... People to progress in, you know, the music business, industry business, any sort of business that involves around today. If you can't change with the times, you're going to struggle. Yeah. Like I remember you're when get left behind. Yeah. I remember when all them HMVs shut down because they their biggest selling point was music CDs. Now everything's gone to the digital downloader, if that's what you want to call it, where they got your iTunes, you've got your Androids. Download it digitally. People have no use for you know, actual physical CDs yeah. anymore. Like, why buy a DVD? Because it could get scratched. Yeah, and you'll always have a saved copy. Legit. You can now do it legally yeah. acquired. Like, I used to say Yeah, there's no, there's no line wire. There's yeah. no, you know, illegally downloading or piracy of movies and yeah. things like that. Because you can just download it. Legitimately, and, yeah. You know, a lot of people don't have a physical copy of a CD anymore because they've changed with the times. They it's all It's all downloadable now. And... You know, it just it couldn't change with the times. So, I think the only HMV... There's only a few HMVs left. Um, I think they were bought out by somebody to save them from going completely... Yeah, but it's just on a um, like a small level now, isn't it? They're like almost... Yeah. What's this, what do they call a subway? You know, when they do a subway for... In like a small business would set up a business. Um... I don't know. I don't know the word for that. Let's let's swift him. But I understand. I understand what you're saying. But if you can't if you can't change with the times, then you know you could be missing out. You know, maybe it's just not you, but you can still sort of be your own person and you know change things, but still know that you're you. Yeah, exactly. So to speak. 
Yeah, deep man, deep. Um, another story that came to my attention through um one of my researchers actually. Um, it's a story on Vice. You may or not be aware of. It's quite. They used to do counterculture type the kind of news stories you won't see in the the newspapers. It's actually a story about cocaine and uh, the purity of it. And I've seen a couple of these stories on Facebook and stuff like that recently. Um, what's in the Mandy you've done at the festivals and stuff like that. Um, but this is actually a quite an in-depth article. Send me the link. Oh yeah, we're doing set. Oh yeah, yeah. Wait a sec. So we can both both look at it. Um, but yeah, you were saying just. So it's this compound, which I'm going to have to reference it. I have yeah. to look at it to read it, because I can't. I'll put the link to this article up on the show notes. Yeah. So I can... The article's called... Here's what's in all the coke you did at the weekend. Basically, it goes... It's from this guy who specialised in cocaine research, drug analysis, at the um, Forensic Medicine... University in Denmark, right? So this guy is going into the purity and these different um, compounds that they found uh, within Dutch cocaine. And it, there is some evidence here as well from batches they found in UK. But um, just to give you the, you know, the, the, the short... Short and sweet version. Yeah, short and sweet version of this. Well, it's not very sweet, actually. It's quite, quite yeah. dark. But the... Um, Basically, there's this drug that's used to kill worms, like parasitic, like parasite worms. And it's being found in increasing amounts, in increasing concentrations, as a cut element into cocaine. And um, I think it was in 2007, they found like 2% in the cocaine in, in Denmark. And then yeah. three years later, it had gone up to 25%. And then it basically it kept increasing. And now they found it in the UK at, right, so here we go, t- uh, 2005, Levamisoli was found in almost 2% of the cocaine seized by the DEA. In 2007, the frequency went up to 15%. 2011, a staggering 73% of all cocaine seized by the DEA had been cut with Levin Muscoli. Now, so, what is this Levin Muscoli, you say? It's, you know, a poison that they use to kill parasitic worms. Okay, so, it causes this flu-type virus, or what appears to be a flu-type virus in humans. Um... And it's generally not like your user of uh, your everyday user of cocaine might do, you know, once a weekend or something. This is the kind of person that's going to be susceptible to getting this because the amounts of this um, substance they're going to be doing is going to be in their body more frequently. But um, it's called a gran. <laughs> it's in Latin. I'm not going to be able to pronounce it properly, but forgive me. A granulotosis. Is comparable to a chemical form of AIDS, where the immune system is so severely inhibited that only even a small infection and scratch and scratches can develop into life-threatening diseases. Because you contract an illness from a secondary infection, it is impossible to make a list of symptoms, and agranicolosis is therefore very difficult to diagnose unless they know what they're looking for. So, and generally, people can be going into a going into a doctor surgery yeah. like saying that oh they feel really run down they feel you know fluey they've got some sort of virus they're not going to say oh yeah i'm an everyday user of cocaine that's no, one of the things no, of course not that's one of the things they're not going to say so this is probably the amount of cases of this that are probably going unchecked it uh, could be staggering yeah i mean i haven't looked at any further stats on this and like you know occurrences of this but there are certain people that obviously i'm not going to name any names but there's people that are 
I know they've got that kind of a lifestyle, and they do seem to have this quite continuous, fluey type. So cold. basically, this substance breaks down your immune system. Yeah, and it's also the virus. We they don't they don't just say AIDS comparable for a reason. It is generally it's an immune system disease that once you've got it, just affects your body's natural responses. You yeah. won't be able to fight off the common cold. You won't be able to fight off. You won't be able to heal a, a scratch on your arm, you know, yeah. or you'll get a scratch on your arm, but you'll get infected because your antibodies aren't working and that kind of thing. Yeah. But, um, yeah, man, quite quite worrying little thing because I know that, well, amongst other things, I mean, the guy who pointed me in the direction of this article is actually at uni and, like, he's into this kind of thing because obviously there's a lot of, you know, party drugs around the uni culture and quite a lot of it, the purity is so low. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I've spoke to, you know, friends that have, and family that have been to university and, you know, it is very much that party lifestyle. Um, Whether people see university as, you know, a party lifestyle or not, it all depends on how you perceive it. But I've been to a few uni parties and it is very much that lifestyle. There is a lot of different things floating around these parties and these back rooms and whatever that you don't see. And it is it's quite amazing how many different types of highs and drugs you, you're able to get a hold of nowadays. Yeah. But no, then yeah, it's diverse, really... but then when you look at the figures, it's like the average purity of English Coke is no more than 20 25 percent you you never you'll never find it's it's always going to be cut with something and it they put in more dangerous chemicals you know every every time they find something new to put in it to give that person that little bit of what they think they're what they think is a buzz it's called a cash cash in the crop cash in the crop yeah like they put in more cash in it to get yeah but then it's more potentially dangerous i mean i've heard of all kinds of like solvents that they they crystallize and add, but and these are seriously dangerous chemicals that you know you yeah, shouldn't put be into putting into your body, like let alone putting in the class A drug. You're also now putting in some household cleaner, and yeah, you're putting in some other chemicals in there as well. That you know that's the reason why people you have these party drug deaths with like oh yeah popped a pill and had yeah. a heart attack because yeah because they'd never probably yeah they'd never had drain cleaner in their system before yeah. so their body went to shock like yeah. that's that's one of the things that all yeah. these different chemicals and things they're all fusing together to make these party drugs just to you know obviously make for profit but it is it is dangerous because you yeah. know you never really know no matter no matter who you are in that sort of world you know if you're into drugs this that, and the other you never really know what you're getting yeah, exactly. You've got to be got to be smart. And I mean, not that I'm, well, not I'm speaking from a, from a pedestal or anything. I mean, I've, I've done, I've had a time in my life when I did used to do quite a lot of uh, hard substances, but recently I've been, well, like you said, at the start, I mean, we, we're, I'm growing up a little bit, man. Like, yeah. um, I've been really sensible the last couple of years. Like I've not done anything that I can't, that isn't naturally isn't a natural thing i can i can't i can look at it and identify it you know yeah so i mean that's what well yeah but you get you do get to that age where it's like okay if i carry on with this where am i going exactly yeah exactly and you know you got you get you get older and you get wiser as they as everyone says um 
you know, you just, like I said, going into changes, adapting to change and all things like that. That's, um, that's how it starts. Yeah, mate. Then you look, that's yeah. why when you hear, when you ever hear a, little, a lot of people say, oh, I look back on 10 years, you know, 10 years ago I was doing this or, yeah. you know, oh, what was I thinking back then? Yeah, I hear a lot of that from yeah. elder people. Yeah, exactly. You know, why did I do that? What was I thinking when I did that? You know, that was crazy. I was um, listening to something not long ago. I think it could have been Malcolm Gladwell. But he was talking about... Um, no, actually, forgive me, it wasn't. It was... Um, I think it was Richard Bandler. He's the creator of NLP. He was talking about how much of your time have you wasted sort of being a dreamer? And how much... I'm, I'm paraphrasing what he, he was saying. But um, say you meet someone that goes on like, oh, I've always wanted to play the guitar, for example. Well, how long have you wanted to play guitar? Since I was a kid. Oh, right, so what about 15, 17 years? You've wanted to play guitar. So how much of that time could you have spent learning to play the guitar? Because, no, that's why I'm getting confused with Malcolm Gladwell, because 10,000 hours is, yep. is, is Gladwell's. So you could have spent 10,000 hours by now yep. learning to and mastering the guitar, and you'd be like, oh, yeah, I wanted to play guitar. Like, and that's the way I've I got to look at it. And there's, there's, I know people that talk you know, about these really big ideas. And I'm a dreamer. I'm a Sagittarius. I think it's something to do with my star sign. I, I like to big, big plans and big, big things. And I don't have a real clear path of how I'm going to make that reality. But I think that's, that's part of it. But, um, yeah. And you, but if, you know, if you, well, let's say get off your ass and, you know, actually have the level set to do what you want to do, sort of take your life by the horns and say, no, right, I'm going to do this, you know, I've got plans to do this in a year's time. Exactly. It, I'm sure it would be much more satisfying to say, yeah, I've been playing the guitar for 17 years. I've had my own business for 20 years. Exactly. Instead of saying, oh, I've always wanted to have my own, you know, I've always wanted to learn to play, play guitar. I've always wanted to have my own business. Yeah. You know, it's much more satisfying feeling to say, I've been doing this. I have exactly. done this sort of thing. Exactly, man. But, you know, it's just, it's down if you if you are if you do like learn an instrument, it's not it's not gonna be some quick second oh yeah, I've I've been playing for a week and I can play like all these all this stuff and whatever. You gotta put time into it and you've really gotta make the effort to want to learn and to make if you're effort. enthusiastic about it then the need and the drive to learn it will like will be almost natural because it's something you wanna do, so you're gonna put put everything into it. <laughs> that's a good um, I've already done that that's a nice positive note to maybe end it with because uh, yeah we've gone a few tangents now and but still yeah like I've realised I was wasting quite a lot of time so you know rather than I'm starting to write my thoughts down right even if it is just one of them pipe dreams yeah it might never come to fruition I'm trying to put it down just never know in a few years time that, that pipe dream could become something else it was yeah the NLP guy was saying the only thing that's stopping you making them thoughts a reality is the the frequency of their occurrence. Yeah. So maybe that oh uh, uh, that dream that I want to play the guitar real good only happens every six months, and that's not enough to get you to go down to the guitar shop and buy a guitar and then come home yeah. with it. It's not frequent enough, and I think neurolinguistic programming. Yeah. It's the study of what successful people do and how you know that's yeah. a successful process. So I think finding little ways for myself to apply that and just yeah you know I, mean, I do think everyone's 
everyone's the master of their own destiny, so to speak, and the world's your oyster when you get to a certain age. Exactly. And, you know, you're in control of your own life. You know, who... You know, not, 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 to put, not to put this to anybody that might disagree with this, but who's that person to tell you that you've got to do this then? You know? Why, why, why has your boss got to tell you, no, you're going to be here at 9 o'clock? No, I'm going to be in at 10. It's, it's, it's a certain freedom level, but then again, that's the way sort of society is. Uh, so to speak but then you need to make your own choices and you're you're in control of your own life if you want to say oh you know I want to I don't want to you know build my own restaurant from the ground up and start a multinational business yeah who's to tell you that no you ain't gonna do that no you you can't do it you know when when has that ever happened exactly like along them kind of lines and then you think oh well maybe not then I'm just gonna be like everyone else but a lot of people are more of a, no, I am going to do this, prove you wrong, you know. <clears throat> I'm in control of my own life and this is what I'm going to do. So it, it does all come down to each person individually. Yeah, man. How they see themselves. Exactly. Yeah. So I think in the immortal world of Kevin Smith, you got to shit or get off the pot. Yep. I think that's over time anyway. How should we leave it? How do you want to do it? Uh, this has been ep- this has been episode seven, Lame and Shamans. Yeah. Do it again. <laughs> do it this again. Is, this has been episode seven of the Lame and Shamans with more. I don't know. Whatever that thing you said at the beginning was dabbling into the cultural world or whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Excellent. The Lame and Shamans is powered by Audacity. This has been episode seven. Tune in on Stitcher or laymanshamans.com to check out previous episodes or follow us on Twitter or Facebook forward slash laymanshamans. Yeah, mate. This is a song for layman and shamans since Spain to England. En mi cuarto encerrado no Desafinado, devolviendo entre papeles, nada lleva a ningún lado. No encuentro una salida, solo veo golondrinas volando por mi mente de esquicia y doloría. Colores de un resquicio que me lleva al precipicio del desierto de la sangre, no donde no quedan espinas. Creyendo que mi mente no estaría ese tonto inerte de cuerpo que me inspira y me arranca la seriedad. Dime tú dónde estás, dime tu inspiración, dime cuál es el rincón donde se esconde tu voz. Dime tú dónde estás y dime tu inspiración, dime cuál es el rincón donde se esconde tu voz. Van pasando los días y no me acuerdo de mañana con la persiana bajada, no entra sol por mi ventana. Viene de la loma, teño de verde tu pelo No me encuentro, no me veo, si de noche no te vuelo Quédate conmigo esta noche, lo pasaremos bien Mi guitarra te echa de menos hace tiempo que no te ve Y dime tú dónde estás, dime tu inspiración 
esconde tu voz Dime tú dónde estás Dime tu inspiración Dime cuál es el rincón Donde se esconde tu voz Leyman and Shaymans, Mola.